In the beginning, I really wanted to understand the traditional artistic French root iron. So I work and I draw a lot of French root iron. And when I traveled in different uh, countries, I always try to understand the different style. During my uh, travel, I spend every weekend to go in different cities. When I've been in London, I spent so many times to walk in the city, to explore the architecture, to visit museums. Dublin, it was the same. So for me, the travel was my university. Hi, this is Sarah with another episode of Materially Speaking, where artists and artisans tell their stories through the materials they choose. Today, Mike Axon and I take the train 50 kilometers south of Paris, through the suburbs to the dense wooded area of Bois-le-Roi, next to the forest of Fontainebleau. Here we're meeting Stephen Richard, whose love of horses led to a stint in the army as a farrier, making horseshoes. He apprenticed to several artisan blacksmiths in France, Germany, England and Ireland, where he also discovered a range of architectural styles before establishing his own studio in Paris. Atelier Stephen Richard has become famous for its artistic metalwork. Prestigious designs include a bespoke metal floor for the studio of Karl Lagerfeld, the elevator doors for the Hotel de Paris in Monaco, and a Stephen Richard limited edition bottle from Remy Martin. As demand for his work grew, Stephen needed more space and moved to a large warehouse in Valenton, where his team of blacksmiths and metal workers combined traditional skills and new technology. As the train slows into the station, a bright blue sky is visible above the dense forest of wintry trees, and we see the lanky figure of Stephen waiting on the platform to greet us. He drives us to his facility and welcomes us into his office where busy assistants answer the phones and slip in and out of the workshop. He shows us a gorgeous wall of samples in a colourful array of textures, patterns and designs. And we also tour his huge hangar-like workshop which is buzzing with activity and the thrum of machinery. Enormous shelves hold sheets of carefully labelled metals. There's large-scale equipment and workers hand-finishing on long benches. It's artisans' work on a grand scale. On trolleys, we see some completed pieces, engraved, etched and crafted in the styles for which he has become celebrated in Europe and around the world. I understand you're both an artisan and an artist, and so this is like the application of art to a practical solution. Exactly. This is very interesting because it's exactly uh, my uh, itinerary. They have a foot in the artistic area and the other foot in the technical uh, area. So I have to manage all of the time the two kinds of situations and find solutions for artistic issues and technical uh, issues. Did you study architecture? No, no, never. I was a foreigner, so I work with the horses. But I learned how to forge orthopedic horseshoes. And for this reason, I could, in Germany, work in a workshop who made the restoration of the gate of the castle of Karlsruhe. And when I work in this workshop, I begin to learn uh, the work of art smithing. Blacksmithing, but in an artistic way. 
I like the word. I've not heard it before, but it's perfect. David Dawson said uh, artsmithing. Where were you born? In Brittany, in the Finisterre. And I moved in Paris when I was five. So I grew up about uh, in Paris, about in Limousin, which is a very uh, wild region in the center of France. And after I beginning my apprenticeship in Normandy. So what brought you to be a farrier? I ride horses when I was young and I really want to work with horses. So for this reason, I was fascinated by the man who came at home to make horseshoes for the horse. And I really wanted to be a farrier. In Normandy, there was a very good school. She's, uh, school is closed now. At this time, the apprenticeship in France was uh, three years. So it was quite strong. And after this uh, apprenticeship of three years, I made my military service in the Guard Républicaine, the National Guard, because they need some fire to shoot the horse of the guard. And uh, I spent one year with them. It was very interesting because they continued to forge in a very traditional way with three men. So there is one smith and two help with big hammer in front of the smith. And they forge with the three hammer. And it's a very difficult technique. It was from the 19th century. So some of this horseshoe that we learned to forge was complete torture for us because that was not efficient at all. But the technique to forge them was very interesting. So they continued to forge this kind of horseshoes. After my military service, I beginning to work in Avignon, in Nantes and in the region of Paris as a farrier during two or three years. After this, I met some German artisan and I decided to organize a travel in Germany. I really wanted to go in the artistic way. So I had the technique to forge orthopedic and traditional orthopedic horseshoes. It's really necessary to learn very... Uh, precise uh, forge technique. So I began to work in Germany during uh, one year. I work in Fulda, in Rostock, in Mahanheim, and in uh, Ludwigshafen, which is quite close. When I arrived in the workshop of Herr Traubel in Mahanheim, it was very easy for me to forge leaves, rows in a completely German tradition because I learned to forge orthopedic horseshoes. And after that, I decided to go to uh, London. I stayed uh, half year in London and one year in Dublin. After this, I worked in Lyon, in Paris again. And I stayed a bit, uh, few weeks next to New York. During my uh, travel, I spent every weekend to go in different cities. When I've been in London, I spent so many times to walk in the city, to explore the architecture, to visit museums. Dublin, it was the same. So for me, the travel was my university. How does your own personal taste influence this work? Well, I said that I come from the forge. So in the beginning, I really wanted to understand 
the traditional artistic French root iron. So I work and I draw a lot of French root iron. And when I traveled in different uh, countries, I always try to understand the different style. And in Germany, for example, the ornamentation is uh, in forge. In France, you can see the ornamentation in sheet metals. This is completely different technique. And this is very interesting to see that you can see in Karlsruhe, Germany, for example, the technique that the Smiths used was very, very German. This is a deep forge. But the drawing of the ornamentation is very French. In Spain, the gates is uh, very vertical. And you see this kind of gate also in the southwest of France. The representative of Christie's is here. I make an exception to make restoration for Martin Zekeli works. So we're in your workshop space. Can I ask how big it is? A thousand square meters on the floor. And with the mezzanine, we have a 1,600 square meters around. And this is why you moved out of Paris, I guess. My old workshop was very lovely, but uh, 100 square meters was not enough to continue to make our research with every uh, project that we have. So we move in from Paris, but with the, comment dit, passement au cœur. With the passion still. Yeah, with the passion still. And uh, it was a very old workshop with the courtyard, with the glass enclosure. So the light was perfect. There was a so beautiful atmosphere. How many people are working here? Here today, uh, 15. And uh, when we uh, were in Paris, it's only possible to work with four people. Do you want to show us what you wanted to when we came in? The workshop has two parts. First part, it's the part of uh, sheet metal. And the second part, it's a profile area. Here, we have the stock of the sheet metal in the entrance. We work a lot on plans to think how to have the best organization because a good organization is less uh, tiring. On the right, a cutting machine to cut the metal when it's necessary. After this, a CNC drilling machine who can cut, drill and prepare to bend the sheet metal. The big creation is with the texture and with the patina. The second step of the creation is the form or the design. And in this case, there is two possibilities. Sometimes we propose a completely new design to our architect, and sometimes they arrive with the idea that we continue to improve together. Is there some work that you're especially proud of? The first that I want to present to you is uh, completely unique in the world because this is the uh, artistic lamination that we uh, developed 10 years ago when we had the order from Karl Lagerfeld to make a floor in this Chanel office. We call that one Chanel texture <laughs> because this is the texture that we use for the floor in Karl Lagerfeld's office. That one is a point texture. So this the possibility of texture is completely infinite. And we mix this kind of texture with two kinds of patina. The first one is the bronze patina that a lot of people know because it's quite usual. 
And the other one is the warm patina, that is the oxidation of the metal. And we can do this with the torch and pencil and different product. So you can see here on different metal or alloy, the warm patina. We use copper, zinc and brass, silver nickel and sometimes kind of aluminium and normal steel with different acid to control the corrosion. So it's not only to put sheet of metal under the rain and get corrosion. It's necessary to control and to make a kind of cloud, but not figurative, very abstract, and make patina on metals. Two other now that I want to present to you is the CNC engraved drawing with the CNC. And the CNC can open more possibilities. So you do the design on the computer yes. and then it is carved In by machine. Exactly, engraved with the machine. And after we made a hand patina. The last is the acid etching that we develop to make other kind of design on sheet metals. That reminds me of that beautiful velvet that you use with acid. You take out some of exactly. the... Exactly. This is the technique. We put a protection on a part of the metal that we want to protect against the acid. And the other part of the metal, which not have protection, get eaten away. So it ends up with a beautiful lace effect, doesn't it? Is it a little bit like yes. a lace? This is the kind of possibility that we can do with the warm patina. But some of them are only experimental. So, for example, we never use this purple patina. The expectation of the designer are more in this kind of color, blue, green, but purple, it's not the time of the purple color. <laughs> is this a French fashion thing? There is always a mode. And it's very interesting that the expectation of the architect in London are completely different than in Brussels or in Geneva or in Paris. In Zurich, for example, we have a lot of demand to work with zinc because the color on this metal are a little bit soft and not so brilliant, so they prefer to have that kind of color. In London, it's possible to be more exuberant, and it's difficult to speak about Paris because it's too close from me. But in Brussels, for example, I was very surprised that they are very Nordic. What projects are magic for you? Which ones have you done which are wonderful for you? I think because it was a turning point, the floor of Carla Garfield Studio was a very important project for me. The two champagne caves that I made for Hotel Crillon, which is also very important for the demonstration of the possibility of the new know-how of artistic lamination that I invented. And I really appreciate the collaboration that I have with Pierre Jovanovich because his design is very close of my uh, sensibilities. And I made for him some very beautiful uh, pieces in the curtain effect. We saw a very beautiful collaboration, I guess, or invitation maybe from Remy Martin. 
And that looked to me like Remy Martin were asking for your artistic style on their bottle. And I wondered whether you either sign your work or whether now your work is so well known that you are asked to maybe do a touch of Stephen Richard work on somebody else's project. When they um, contact me, they explain to me that they want to make a limited edition and they uh, ask me if it's possible for me to create a sculpture uh, according to the atmosphere of uh, Rémi Martin. We stamp every uh, work with our signature. And what is the inspiration for all of this work? There is many um, possibilities of inspiration, but when I work with an architect, I have to make attention to not be in concurrence with the other material. I never begin a creation for a project without to ask the designer to send me the 3D uh, plans of these designs and make sure that my proposition will uh, perfectly match with the other uh, material. Except when the order is to make an artistic panel, and in this case we have the possibility to be uh, more present in a decorative way. The other yes. example that I have to present to you is elevator doors, leaf doors for English. This elevator doors was made for the Hotel de Paris in Monaco. And it was the first order for leaf doors. We made 40 uh, doors like this. Because we made these doors, which have quite a lot of publication, we have now a lot of order for decorative leaf doors. There is a big misunderstanding in uh, architecture. The lift industry or elevator industry doesn't really understand the architecture. And the architect are completely disappointed when they have to use the decorative proposition of the industry of the elevators. And they are very interesting when I propose to be between the elevators company and the architect to find technique and aesthetic solution. So this is for us a new business because we have a lot of demand for decorative leaf doors. What a journey from horseshoes to elevator doors. <laughs> yeah, all this was my first passion. Thank you. That was wonderful. You're welcome. So thanks to Stephen Richard. You can discover more about him on his website, stephenrichard.fr. Or find him on Instagram at Atelier Stephen Richard. And thanks to you for listening. As with all episodes, you can find photographs on our website, materiallyspeaking.com, or on our new Instagram account at Materially Speaking Podcast. If you're enjoying Materially Speaking, please subscribe to our newsletter on our website, and we'll let you know when the next episode goes live. Thank you.